0: Gentlemen, please take your seats, the spotlight is about to begin. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this evening we are covering the Ghostbusters. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. Couldn't go without one of those, anyways, right? Change up the intro, but we can still keep the words. This evening I'm joined. God knows they've done it to Star Trek.
1: That thing. God knows they've done it to Star Trek now.
0: <laughs> this evening I'm joined by Peter and Greg, and we are going to be discussing the Ghostbusters all of them, even though sometimes I'd rather not. So, have both of you seen all of them?
1: I have not seen the one with the female comedians.
2: I have seen all of them, including the one with the female cast.
0: Yeah, I have seen all of them. I wasn't a big fan of the female one. If it was the only reboot I was getting, I guess I had to be okay with it. But I'm glad Afterlife came out and fixed all that kind of stuff
1: i have to admit you know the fact that thor was in it is i sort of regret not seeing it
0: you didn't miss much like when it's
1: there's not much to miss when you have thor in the film
0: yeah but it was too much saturday night live and not enough real ghostbusters because to me ghostbusters is a comedy but it's also a horror at the same time this one forgot more so about the horror and just were doing comedy, or at least what they thought was comedy.
1: But still, you'd have to give it as a comedy horror at best. It's not a horror comedy. So, even in the original, too, there there was scary parts, I guess, if you were younger. But for the most part, I don't think he, any of them were really frightening, except for the one Baron guy in the picture. You know, he was kind of like, whoa.
0: Well, growing up with the Ghostbusters... Um 'Cause they were like one of my top three, right? Like Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, Transformers, you know, those were the the Apex of the Apex, Apex O Matt, you know. I don't know. The the ladies did a okay job. I didn't find a lot of the jokes funny. There was a lot of stuff that was hit or miss. Um all their performances were great. The one lady who played in the I'm doing air quotation, Egon position, the scientist that's really weird uh she did pretty good i think her name is kate mckenna I, I i like her stuff she's hilarious have you seen any you've seen her stuff yeah we saw the uh i believe it was saturday night live episodes or the clips where uh different things would happen to her and you know she'd get abducted by aliens or she would go to heaven or you know uh she would have a close encounter with a ghost or something like that right and she would tell these stories about how, what happened to her was way different than what happened to the other two people that were also being interviewed. Right? It's it's hilarious. You can find a lot of them on YouTube if you want to look them up. But
2: I like the cameos that were in there too. Like Bill Murray was yeah. there, but they all played like different characters, which was kind of weird. And but yeah. at the same time, it was it was I thought they were funny.
0: That that's what didn't feel right was the guys were there, but they weren't the guys. You know, like Dan was a taxi driver and then Ernie was the, I think he was a limo guy or whatever. And that's what they used to, or a limo or a hearse guy.
2: Yeah. He was the father of one of the Ghostbusters too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, he was the uncle, I think. Um, I think it was the uncle. Either way. Yeah. um, That new car that they tried out. It was okay if you couldn't get the real one. You know what I mean? Like, you need the iconic car, and I'll be going into that in a minute. Um, but as a okay attempt, I've seen better renditions of the Ecto-1 done on non-Ecto-1 cars, and has looked better than that one did. You know what I mean? Like...
2: Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. It,
0: it was okay, like it was, I'm pretty sure it was still a Cadillac, it still had the old fins and stuff like that, but not nearly what the other one had, right? Apparently the older Cadillac, the 59 that the Ecto-1 is based on, um, has the biggest fin for any vehicle. It, it set a record for them.
2: Oh, I didn't know that, that's pretty uh, cool. Besides
0: the Batmobile, which was non-production. You know, the Batmobile was a one-off, right? These things were actually on the streets. Oh, that's cool. So, the movie came out in what, 1984? Do you have notes on that one, when the first one came out?
2: Yep. Uh, 1984 was the first one. Uh, Then 1989 was part two. Uh, Afterlife was in 2021, and the all-female cast one was in 2016.
0: Yeah. And in the afterlife, they actually state that no ghosts have been seen in something like 35 years, which completely erase the 2016. So, the 2016 isn't even in canon anymore.
2: Well, that's good then.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to note
1: that um, we remember the names for the three, and the other one is just the one with the female cast. Just just something I've kind of yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters one,
0: Ghostbusters two, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and then 2016 with the ladies. Yeah. Like we don't we don't even call it Ghostbusters. We're just like that other one. But Nothing a lot of people that. feel that way. Not just people that like. I don't know. There was a big thing that they were saying that oh, if you're not a feminist or if you're against women, uh, you're gonna hate this movie and down bash it. And I'm looking at it going, no, I love all of these actresses. They're all hilarious the movie had very little plot or anything going on that was comparable to what i was hoping to get
1: i think i have to agree with what you said earlier matt um like yeah they're all comedies right comedy horrors but that one in particular and even in the trailers it wasn't so male so much the female cast as it was the fact that it was more tongue-in-cheek uh, more well, straight up humor like almost yeah. zero zero horror and I just wasn't interested and it was the the cast were comedians who were better known for a quasi vulgar slash slapstick type of humor which yeah. really isn't my style either so yeah. like if
0: they renamed it Saturday Night Live presents the Ghostbusters have at it. Have at it. You got a whole brand new series there where you can make it extra campy, extra whatever. But in the 2016 movie, they made a pussy fart joke. The original Ghostbusters would never have to go to that area of filth to be able to achieve comedy, is my point.
1: And perhaps that's something to go into when we're talking about comedy and how comedy has changed over the years and some of the things that because it does seem today in modern comedy there is a tendency to towards vulgarity and slapstick right more so than a structured um uh joke delivery
0: yeah so yeah uh number two of the ghostbusters the one that everybody forgets about kind of sort of but not really um greg and i were speaking just before we started how The painting, creepy as hell. I
2: agree. Gave me nightmares. Just ask my parents.
0: Yeah, that one freaked me out too. The painting, I I don't know who did that or if it was like an altered photo or what it was, but bravo.
2: I think you can buy it if you really want it.
0: You can download it if you want it even worse.
1: (laughs) It would be interesting to find out whether or not it's actually based on an actual... Uh, portrait of uh, because it's there are certain elements to it that look very slavic slash russian in in, in, it yeah and i wonder if it's actually an actual portrait of someone who's like you know sitting in some castle
0: yeah
2: now wasn't there some issues with ghostbusters 2 how bill murray didn't really like it that much because it wasn't really a comedy compared to like the first one
0: hadn't heard that but would not be surprised Which means he would have hated Afterlife.
1: I I always felt that number two, um, in a lot of ways, was more dramatic. And that's just where we're beginning to involve Sigourney Weaver and The the Child, right? That whole thing is drama, right? And, yeah, I'm not going to a horror film. Uh, Drama horror is probably my least favorite of the horror genre, right?
0: Yep. So I actually have notes this time. Matt's got County the murder. notes, Matt's got the notes. There you go, I did it for you, Greg. Oh uh, Yeah. Okay, so we can actually kind of have some fun with this and do a little bit of trivia. Oh. So at first we're just going to get uh, out of the way the dates of birth so everybody knows who we're starting with. So uh, Rick Moranis was born April 18th, 1953. Ernie Hudson was born December 17th, 1945. We've got Sigourney Weaver, also known as Sandra Alexander. I found that interesting. I didn't know her name wasn't Sigourney. But uh, she was born October 8th, 1949er. We've got Bill Murray, born September 21st, nineteen fifty. Dan Aykroyd, july first, nineteen fifty two. And then we've got the departed Harold Ramis. He was born november first, nineteen forty four and passed away february twenty fourth, twenty fourteen, which I actually thought it was not as long ago as what it is now, but damn.
1: But but it's interesting that you bring that up, because you've you got the first movie and the second movie and then there's X number of years between the second movie and the third year. Generational in span, right? So if you were to look at the birth dates of the cast, for example, of the third film, you would find that they were now born in a different generation, quite possibly the one that actually would have been seen one and two when they were teenagers. Yeah. So it's, um, I suppose we can look at, and, and even further, when we look at Afterlife, right? I love Afterlife. I thought it was a great movie, but I do have to admit that I can compare it to certain other films that I've seen recently, Stranger Things, right? That whole interaction of children and the and the paranormal. Yeah. Which is a much more interesting Well, they also brought thing. over the
0: kid from Stranger Things. Well, yeah, but it's But the it's, last it's, one I have <clears> here is Annie Potts, October 28th, 1950 1952. Bleh, bleh, bleh,
1: bleh, bleh, bleh. Oh, she's receptions?
0: Yeah, she was Janine. Yeah.
1: She's still alive.
0: Oh heck yeah!
2: Yeah, she still does um, things.
0: She plays Mima on uh, Young Sheldon. By
1: the grandmother.
0: Yeah, she's the grandmother in Young Sheldon. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's and she's great That's on that a disappointing too. Show. You, oh, you didn't like that show? No, I
1: found it, it compared to the original just pale.
0: Okay, so uh, my first question: Who do you guys think, out of the ones that I've mentioned, uh, have has had the most spouses?
1: Sigourney Weaver, I believe. i go with her, too.
0: Sigourney Weaver has one, and she got married in 84. Wow. That's Jim Simpson. (laughs) Jim Simpson.
1: I am so embarrassed by my answer now. So who is it?
0: Uh, The winner for most spouses is Annie Potts. Stephen Hortel, 73 to 78. Greg Antonassi, 78 to 79. Scott
1: I still haven't recognized the name.
0: Sentinel, I don't know, 81 to 89. Am- and then James Heyman, 90 to present. Okay, so the second question is, who do you guys think has the most kids?
2: Dan Aykroyd.
0: Is that your answer? Yeah. Is Potts? Okay. Uh, actually, Bill Murray has six kids. Really? Wow. Dan Aykroyd has three. Uh, Annie Potts has three. Harold Ramis has four. Sigourney has one. Ernie has four, and Rick Moranis has two.
1: Rick Moranis is Canadian.
0: Yes. So a thing about Rick so Moranis uh rick moranis married Anne moranis in 86 sister? no well that's what her name became that's all i had i didn't have her maiden name uh but she ended up passing away in 91 so that's why we haven't seen him on tv or in very many movies is because he took on full-time daddy role he's got two kids at home you know and
1: um which one was it uh who? bill murray or dan Aykroyd, who was either married at one time, too, or very much in a strong relationship with uh, the... Oh, what is her name? The woman who played Rosanna, Rosanna Dana.
0: Are you talking about Donna Dixon? I have no idea. Because Dan Aykroyd married Donna Dixon in 1983 to present. Bill Murray married Margaret Kelly in 81 to 96, and then Jennifer Butler seven or 97 to 08. Uh, Ernie Hudson... Mary Jenny Harbour, 63 to 76. And then Linda Kinzenberg, 85 to present. Uh, Harold Ramis.
1: Gilda Radner.
0: No, I don't have a Gilda Radner. No.
1: No. Uh, uh, It's just one of those
0: things. I remember
1: in my younger years that one of the memes going on about Saturday Night Live, when Gilda Radner dies uh, because of her cancer... There's a moment in time where one of them, Dan Aykroyd or Bill Murray, goes into like a funk, right? And it's supposedly because of the relationship that they were involved with, right?
0: Drama. Yeah, lots of drama. So Harold Ramis, uh, married Anne Plotkin in sixty seven and they divorced in eighty four. Then
1: I would so wanna change my name from Plotkin.
0: From Plotkin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
1: I suppose you know, it's it, you know, I'm gonna do a total segue here, but there's a and again, no one please be offended. But there is a huge cemetery on Nash Road here in Hamilton, and a good quarter of it is taken up with the last name Hadcock.
0: Yeah, you guys got to get way closer in on the mic. And came up. And, and, there we Yeah,
1: go. and And, yeah, and that whole quarter is just the last name is Hadcock, which I guess, you know, makes for a prolific family.
0: So you're saying you can relate? Yeah. Okay. Then in 1989, Harold Ramis married Erica man <laughs> yeah m-a-n-n yeah so yeah that's all the the main cast i didn't do one of these for the kids because
2: what but, about slimer wait what do you mean who married how many, how many marriages I don't was know.
0: He? uh well according to the 2016 one he just recently got a girlfriend
1: oh that's good to know
0: at least i think that was him in the 2016 one yeah, they stole a car or something.
1: I don't think it's him, though.
0: You don't think it's him?
1: I don't think it's Slimer. It could be... In
0: Afterlife, they have Muncher.
1: Yeah, Muncher. Yeah. Right? Are we talking about the cartoons, too?
0: We can. I could go on forever about the cartoons alone, because the storylines that they have in that is just phenomenal. You could have Ghostbuster movies for years.
1: I always was more of a fan of the real Ghostbusters. For the yeah. For
0: well, and in the same vein, we have to mention the ones that weren't known as the real Ghostbusters, just known as the Ghostbusters. And they had the monkey and the no, ghost car. No, the real Ghostbusters was the one that was made after the Ghostbuster movies. Oh, okay. Well, but yeah. they put the real Ghostbusters so that the kids would be able to distinguish that from the Hanna-Barbera cartoon so then, the So then,
1: correction to my last statement, it was the Ghostbuster cartoon that I actually preferred over the real
0: Ghostbusters. Oh, with the talking car and everything? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, the car was haunted. Yeah, the car was haunted for sure, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I enjoyed it. Like, I I didn't... If I had to pick one over the other, I would watch the real Ghostbusters. But if the other one wasn't on, I wasn't, you know, shutting it off. And their theme song was something like, Go, go, Ghostbusters, let's go. Yeah.
1: I don't think I even watched that one. Really? Yeah, I just watched the real Ghostbusters. Uh, two guys, a monkey, and... Uh, uh the specter car hmm
2: doesn't really sound familiar to me yeah
1: yeah i think it was british originally okay
2: but i did watch the other one
1: but yeah it did come into a copyright issue okay and and not and not surprising like everyone remembers scooby-doo but not a lot of people remember goober and the ghost chasers great
2: i don't even remember no, that doesn't even look familiar to me. No, nothing, eh? No.
0: Not a... No. No. Yeah. uh, Hanna-Barbera, I'm pretty sure, did it. From Filmation, Ghostbusters, Ghost Buggy, yeah. It was based off of a old live-action TV show from, like, the 50s or the 60s, which is what the cartoon was based off of. And then when... The movie got its recognition. They're like, crap, we got to beat these guys to the punch because we still own the the rights to the word Ghostbusters. So they pumped out theirs, and they actually got it to air faster than the real Ghostbusters got out. And then, you know, the lawsuits start happening, and eventually one loses. I can't remember which way it goes, but that's where they started putting in the title The Real Ghostbusters. It was to distinguish them.
1: Well, that makes sense. Also, I think it shows us who lost.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's like uh, WWF yep. versus WWF. Feel free to
0: move the microphone, guys. we got to get you in there better. Oh, the man. The microphone moves? Absolutely moves. So when I was growing up, the Ghostbusters, I used to watch the cartoon all the time. And then when the movie came out, it was obviously out the same time i was like it had already existed right and i was growing up with the cartoons so it's one
1: of these things that i hate talking to you about with these movies right because you understand that i had to pay to go to the theater to see all these movies the first yeah. time right they weren't in syndication at all
0: right? and and the things that i'm growing up on like that i'm really loving are actually things that are coming out the same year i'm born so like ninja turtles was a year before i'm pretty sure. But then you got like the Transformers and stuff in there. You've got the Ghostbusters in there. All these different franchises that growing up, I just stuck to. Even though they were technically before me, they were about as old as I was. And there was no such thing as like little, little kid TV back then besides Sesame Street. Like, you know, you had your odd ones, but they all involved puppets of some sort.
2: A lot of the cartoons and all that really... We're still airing in the 90s too right so i mean like everyone like even people that were born in the 90s were able to watch all these cartoons from the 80s
1: like yeah like the flintstones were always on all the time all the time yeah yeah star trek the animated series now available on netflix <laughs>
0: yeah but when i first sat down and my parents were like okay if it's too scary let let us know and we'll turn it off And I sat there and I watched the whole thing. And when I first saw the car come out of the station, being exactly like the car from the cartoon, I lost my mind. I'm like, how did they find a car that looks like the cartoon car, not knowing the movie came first? Right, because I grew up on the cartoons. That's what I was allowed to watch. Right, yeah. So then, ever since then, I kind of had a, this love affair with the Ecto-1. It, it's such a unique car. They don't make them like that no more. They turned like frickin' buses. And, yeah, go, you were going to say something?
2: No, I was just listening to you. Sorry. Oh, okay.
0: Attentive listening. Attentive listening. Greg's good at it. He's even making eye contact, and that's what's throwing me off.
2: <laughs> it's all good.
0: So we're at twenty three minutes, so I might as well talk about my favorite part of the Ghostbusters, and, like I said, it's the car so yeah
1: it, it's it's neat that you go there because
0: um i, I do
1: get the, the image that it's it is just an iconic vehicle and it's so recognizable as a statement um I regret that if there's one regret I have about afterlife, yeah um. It was really uh, non-climatic when the car is revealed again when Echo One is shown. Yeah, it doesn't have that moment like when we see the Millennium Falcon for the first time in the last three movies. Yeah, right, taking off from the desert floor, you know, spitting out a little sparks here and there. You know, yeah, like I was like ready to (laughs) stand up in my seat and cheer, right? Yeah, but I didn't get that feeling for any. Yeah, and I felt I should. I felt it. It was a good enough vehicle. to deserve that
0: it needed a bigger center stage um i even if you guys at home have heard of this youtube series it's called cinema sins and they watch a movie and they pick out all the different problems with it and they start a sin counter up at the top and usually by the end of a movie they're up in the hundreds because sometimes he gives like five for one incident right like oh mention this into this movie that's super cliche five points for that and he just throws it up but he had mentioned that like the male character, the the Finn, uh, I don't know what his character's name was, but I think his actor's name is Finn something. He's the guy from Stranger Things. But uh, they were saying how like his story arc was just pointless and all over the place and didn't really make much sense why we were cutting to him because he wasn't part of the main plot until after he got the car fixed and you know and how does he know how to fix a car and especially a car of that era and you know all these different questions pop up because he wasn't known to be the genius one she was right and i'm fine with that there's no problem with female empowerment that's why you know i don't have that kind of opinion against the 2016 one i'm okay with that just but but there's a
1: bias that exists into the world when when it comes to geniuses Um, And one of the biases is that geniuses can think, but can't do. Oh, they're clumsy. Right? Whereas the other character is the, I can do, right? But I can't think. So you got to tell me how to do it, and then, yeah, I can hammer a nail.
0: Well, I guess it's the way that Egon and uh, Ray bounced off each other. Egon was the thinker, but Ray was the doer. Didn't they turn Ray's pack on first? Yeah, they did, because then Egon and Peter stepped to the other side of the elevator, you remember in the first movie? It's like these things are untested and he's like, okay, switch me on Oh which boom. one they turned on first. Yeah. I they thought tur- we were still
1: talking afterlife, and I believe in afterlife the one they turn on first is It's the girls. Well the girls, but formerly Egons.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, it used to be Egons, pack for sure. So the Ecto one was in the first movie. That's the version we're talking about. Uh, The Ecto-1 is a 1959 Cadillac Series 62 Miller Meteor uh, Ambulance and or hearse because they were both used at the same time for the same, you know, different jobs, same vehicle. Uh, Apparently, they used to have different chassis, and depending on which company, i.e. Miller Meteor, would design the rest of the uh, thing, but the rest was on a Cadillac chassis. So, in Ghostbusters 2, we're introduced to the Ecto-1A, and that's where you see all the extra equipment across the top. That's where you get the signs that scroll by saying, we're back, and all this kind of stuff, and they're really super fancy and stuff like that. If you thought this car was top-heavy in the first place, let me tell you, it just got doubled. When I got the Cadillac, or when I, yeah, when I got the model for the Ecto-1, uh, the instructions came with both versions, so I actually had to sit down and think out which one I was doing so that when I was done, I had the, the proper one, right? And I I had to go with A, just because it's so friggin' gaudy and so in-your-face and it's got so many gadgets on the top, you know. In, in the Ecto-1 case, I feel that bigger is better.
2: You, you have pictures of your model, right?
0: yeah i think i do somewhere yeah Yeah. if not i can take new ones because it's on the shelf oh yeah that's right yeah I, i don't put her away anymore just because the basement's too damp and i don't want the white to go brown yeah yeah
2: Oh, that's cool
0: so i'll have to take a look at it again yeah before i leave yeah uh you can actually slide out the uh plates that are on the sides that usually say you know scroll with the uh leds saying we're back and you know this is who you call and all this kind of stuff you can actually take those out put in your own message and put it back in oh that's cool yeah <laughs> so you can have it say like happy birthday steve or whatever across the top of the ecto-1 if he's a super ghostbuster steve yeah yeah well we know. i know steve we'll, we'll find one I'm glad someone knows, someone knows a steve so After Ghostbusters 2, they put it in Universal for a bit, I'm pretty sure, and then eventually it got moved to a back warehouse and forgotten. 30 or 35 years later, it would have been 30 years later, I think, in 2020, they took the Ecto-1, so remember that's from the first movie, took it out of storage, and restored it back to new. Like, brand new. Oh, wow. Yeah. uh, This thing, they wanted to upgrade it a little bit too. So they actually ended up putting a DVD player in it and all this kind of stuff. And the way they were able to get away with it is because they all fold up into those overhead compartments that you see in the back that you never, you just figure there's more storage in there or cables or whatever, right? You don't expect a DVD player to come out and drop down from there, but they added that. So that was the Ecto-1, and then I got thinking, well, the movie came out after 2020, why would you make the Ecto-1 back to brand new if you're just going to dirty it back up again for the movie? And that's where I went digging. So when they restored the Ecto-1, they went to also restore the Ecto-1A. However, to restore Ecto-1, they had to borrow parts from the 1A and could not finish it so then the idea was they were going to convert the 1a into a one so they did that and when they finished restoring that that's when they started with the the weathering and the rust proof or the rusting look it's there's nothing actually wrong with those cars in the movie they're brand new they're just painted to look like crap like, I even saw a clip where they were taking, like, literal dirt from the ground and just picking it up and throwing it at the car to make it look weathered. Yeah,
1: distressing is a whole department in film. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Prop distressing and uh, costume distressing. And it's yeah. literally, you know, to make sure the shoes look like you just walked through mud.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I just have a question, though. Uh, I've been to a few Comic-Cons, and they have the Ghostbuster... Vehicles, so is that just like a knockoff? A thing?
0: lot of them are fan-made. Okay. Or there's also um, car studios uh, in the southern states that make movie cars. Like you can go and get like your old Pontiac Transams and have it made into kit. The only problem is they're getting really hard to find 59 Cadillacs. Okay. They're they just yeah, that makes running sense. out. They're just and most fifty nine Cadillacs have been converted into an Ecto one.
2: Very cool to know.
0: Um, so like I mentioned, Ecto one is now in brand new condition and it's used for promotions. It drives around. Actually, we might have seen no because we haven't been since twenty twenty. So no, that one's not on tour. So the ones that we saw was somebody else's. Um, I believe it was the Ghostbusters fan club out of New York or Boston or something that actually had one done up, almost perfect movie accuracy. But So then the Ecto-1A, like I mentioned, got converted into an Ecto-1 and became one of the cars in the new movie, in the Afterlife movie. Well, you can never do a movie with just one car, so they went out and they found another 59 Cadillac and converted it into an Ecto-1. So they had two working Cadillacs for that movie, plus the brand new one that they did up in 2020 for promotions. Then they went out and bought a third Cadillac and cut it into six pieces so that they could get interior shots when they were doing filming. So from my count, there's four different Cadillacs, all done up to be the Ecto-1 and the Ecto-1A no longer exists.
2: Wow, that's crazy. But it's good to know, like, all that his history and everything, right? So.
0: The uh, one that they cut into a bunch of pieces for interior shots, it's known as the Ecto-Buck. I'm not sure why, I couldn't figure that out. <laughs> And the one scene in Afterlife where the Ecto-1 gets air, 100% CGI. There's no fucking way you're getting a car that weighs that much to leave that much ground and land without causing a huge fucking crater.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: Those things were 20 feet long.
2: 20 feet? Wow. I
0: think it was 20 feet, yeah.
2: That's really big. That's a good Yeah, well, it had to hold
0: a laying down casket in the back, right?
2: Right, that's right, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is a big, big car. Um, Some of the problems with filming the first one was uh, corners. The ambulance is not good for those tight New York corners. Like in in some of the smaller areas, especially where their firehouse is, the thing almost tipped over every single time because it's so freaking top-heavy.
2: Yeah, I believe it. Especially if you're going really fast, and like if they're chasing something, right? it makes sense you want to cut the corner fast Uh, yeah i could see it yeah
1: speaking uh speaking about the firehouse um was not it in the news uh, a few years back over it had been torn down or removed or sold to people is there not um
0: it had changed hands a lot after the movie But I think now it's been converted into a Ghostbuster museum by the fan club, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Oh, okay, okay. So maybe that's where it was in the news.
2: I really liked the firehouse. That was a good uh, uh, idea for to keep all their ghosts in and to have the pole... yeah, emergencies.
0: growing up, my Aunt Sharon, she was a babysitter, uh, like, professionally, right? She babysat, like, seven kids at a time. She had a whole playroom and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, right? And um, a lot of the times, the kids she babysit would grow up and then not want their toys anymore, so they would donate them to my Aunt Sharon, who would let the other kids, you know, enjoy them as they grew up, right? So going over to my Aunt Sharon's place, someone had donated the Ghostbuster fire hall. And the car. And I was losing my mind because my Aunt Sharon had more Ghostbusters than me, more ghosts than me. She had the car. She had the fire station. You know, like, little kid envy like crazy. Plus, she had, like, the biggest collection of Battletoads and Captain Bucky O'Hare figures and and all kinds of cool stuff that was, like, right up any kid's alley at the time, right? Wow.
1: Talk about showing your
0: age. Oh, yeah. I'll show it all day long. Captain Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. Freaking right, Bucky O'Hare. We we gotta get that franchise to come back because that was pretty sweet. You know, as as franchises go. But yeah, um, so I always loved those kind of toys. And then shortly after uh Sarah and I getting together, it was either my yeah, I think it was my birthday, I come home and she's like, Oh, you should check underneath the 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 there's a present for you on the table and I go and I look and it's the Ghostbuster fucking fire hall and it's got the containment unit. And I think the only thing it's missing is maybe a ghost or something that was supposed to go in it or a part for the containment unit. But other than that, everything's there.
2: Oh, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I don't have is that specific car. Like I have my own model car of the Ecto one, but I don't have the one that fits the figures. Although I do have a original Egon figure and an original Peter Venkman figure.
2: So, who was your favorite Ghostbuster? Do you have a favorite? Um, Or is it hard to pick just one?
0: See, growing up, I was really into Peter, but that was because he was the cocky, funny guy. You know, he was kind of like the Michelangelo of the group. But I also always gravitated to, like, the nerdy guy. So, that would have been putting me on um, Egon. Then when I saw the movie I saw that Ray was actually pretty smart too. He wasn't as dumb as they made him in the cartoon kind of thing, right? They really dumbed him down. But um yeah, I would say overall probably Egon. You know, he collects spores molds and fungus.
2: Yeah, uh I kinda like Ray because I, I like Dan Ackroyd as a actor. And yeah. I mean and I also like Bill Murray as Peter as
0: well. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong, you can do those movies without them as far as i'm concerned this is uh, afterlife is a nice transition and i'm willing to accept the transition because we're running out of time with the ghostbusters i i, I the have the original it's cast weird, anyway
1: because right? i don't think i have a favorite ghostbuster but i can certainly remember seeing the film and one of the attractions to the film was sigourney weaver right um alien had already had yeah had, she, had she was off of alien. alien right so she was a name i knew and who i wanted to see in other things and yeah, I'm definitely a Sigourney Weaver fan. And the weird thing is, is that to me, in a lot of ways, Rick Moranis' character always just stole the show.
0: Yeah, yeah, when you got good comedy, you got good comedy, right? When you got a... Like the... the, He wasn't just nerdy, he walked nerdy, he talked nerdy. You could tell he was kind of that annoying guy, right? But like the way he played it off, you you believed it like just a hundred percent. Yep, that's who this weirdo is, you know. But yeah, like I was hoping we were gonna get him in afterlife, but you know, what do you do?
2: The best part was when he was running and being chased down. Yeah, and there are, there's a bunch of people in the restaurant, and he comes and he slams yeah. against wow. the glass. And everyone's just, oh. doesn't, they look, and, and then they just like, go to, yeah, back to what yeah. they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Thanks, New care.
0: York. Yeah. yeah, Love it.
2: I have to admit, though, uh, Paul Rudd did a pretty good job. And yeah, he did Life. not bad. I, I mean, I know a lot of people love, hate him kind of thing, but I I enjoy seeing him because I think he's probably one of the, I don't know, he's a very funny guy that's for sure and he played the part wow i
0: i I liked it i I didn't have anything actually to be honest afterlife made me cry just because of the homage they paid to uh harold ramus for actually passing in real life and how instead of it being like oh yeah we're gonna cop out and put a, a cameo of egon in it no, they ended up basing the entire story around his legacy, which I felt was a really, really nice send-off. You don't get that kind of send-off anymore. It's usually more like, oh yeah, we took this dead person and we put it in this movie, look at that.
1: But but that's one of the things that you're, that's interesting about that era of filmmaking. There, I'm, I don't want to use the term rat pack, but... Um, there is was a group of solid comedians, Saturday Night Live coming, you know, being birthed to a lot of them, that worked so well as a troupe and intermingled with each other as comedian groups. Um,
0: SCTV was another one, wasn't
1: it? Uh, well, uh, STV and, and Saturday Night Live actually have an interesting relationship. They actually... S- Saturday Night Live grows out of STV in a weird way. Yeah. Right? But um, it's just that whole thing that there was a way that they... They worked together as a troupe, as um, not just people who are being thrown in because, you know, you're going to look good for the part and such on and so forth. Um, they had much more control yeah. over what was going on in their films, right? And maybe, and maybe I'm just biased because well, that then is the age where I'm in my 20s, yeah. right? So these are people that um, were molding my ideas towards life and such on and so yeah. forth. So in that way, you know, everything since them has sort of paled in a way.
0: Well, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, from my understanding, wrote it, or a good part of it. Uh, Dan Aykroyd has a huge uh, belief in ghost spirits and even extraterrestrials. You know, just saying that's that's Yeah, but at too. the
1: time, right? You know, it was like it was one of those things, like the Blues Brothers, because so-and-so and so-and-so was in it, yeah. right? Yeah. We, we went to these films... Um, because though two or three members of that particular troop yeah. were in it, and that was it, right? Well, the
0: same thing with the Adam Sandler stuff, right? That That's a, just the next troop.
2: And that's the same with uh, the 2016 Ghostbuster movie as well, right? I guess because they're all starring yeah, five yeah, females, they just thought maybe it would work, and it it
1: did and it didn't.
0: It, yeah. Yeah. I... I just don't know about that one.
1: I think it didn't work because people were expecting a homage. Yeah. Not a comedy. Yeah. They, they, they were supposed to be reverent in how they touched the subject because we had glorified it for so long. Yeah. um, And when we look at Afterlife, suddenly we've got that reverent. film. Yeah. Like,
0: the 2016 one, I didn't mind that they were all women. I just wanted a better plot, a better, you know reason to be there a better passing of the torch
1: the curse of being a sequel
0: especially in a trilogy yeah but then like afterlife came along and did the torch passing properly and then it's like okay i like this better you know it had nothing to do with it being all women that's whatever you know six of one half dozen the other right
2: so, are you okay with them doing another one after afterlife because that's I think they are doing another um, sequel in a couple years?
0: Yeah, I'm okay with it. I think they somehow have to now that we've seen Ecto again maybe try and make a new one, but I don't I don't know if you can get to the same iconicness as the original.
2: Well, I heard the rumors that they're going to go back to New York City for the next one. Really? Because that's where the guys, they took it back with them. They took it back home with them to New York. Oh, are they still
0: using the original Ghostbusters in the new movie? I think so. If that's the case, I'm all down for it.
2: As long as they all want to do it. I
0: hope people don't get creeped out that a bunch of old guys are hanging out with a bunch of young kids. Because, you know, there's always going to be that group that asks that question. But I see the whole thing as the passing of the torch. Like, this is Egon's grandkids, you know.
1: Uh, It's funny that we're talking about this, because when the afterlife ended, I got the impression, like, yes, everything was going back to New York. But we now had the foreknowledge that this thing, uh, whatever it was, would repeat itself on a regular basis in different places across the globe. And I got the impression that, we were building branch offices right so it's like and now we can do as many ghostbuster films as we want because you know you know um ghostbusters dubai you know what i mean right london ghostbusters right yeah right so we can move it as a franchise with a whole new cast and solves the problem of aging
0: yeah 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 even start different branches like for example when i made my ghostbuster costume i had it It written on my uniform that I was Branch 905. So that you knew the area code in which I was operating out of, right? You had to have authenticity, right? Make it look decent. I didn't even have my last name written across the thing. And it was a blue jumper instead of a gray one. Oh, there's a little bit of information for you. So, in the Ghostbusters movie, they all had the same color jumper. But in the cartoon... They all had different colored jumpers. Do you know why? Character identification. Uh,
1: Um, The the main uh, reason, yeah. Yeah, and that would be the primary reason. They actually also do it in a lot of sci-fi films. If you watch sci-fi films, they're all in a different colored spacesuit. And it's so that when they're behind a black drop, right, and, and with the full visor on, we know who the character is by the color that they're wearing.
0: Yeah. Well, in the actual cartoon, in like episode one, if not two, uh, the Ghostbusters had taken their uniforms off after fighting the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and they were covered in marshmallow and stuff still, so they stuck them downstairs by the washer, while the washer is right beside the containment unit, some spiritual energy leaked from the containment unit, and reanimated the clothes to be ghost copies of the ghostbusters and the ghostbusters had to fight themselves and then after that they all got different colored jumpsuits
1: I actually remember that episode
0: Yeah
2: I remember that too
0: Yeah so that's what happened to the the monocolor jumpsuits they they got rid of all them all but I'm glad that they gave a reason for it you know not just like oh well you know we're going to do the ninja turtle thing they're all color coded so we're going to do that kind of thing right But yeah, um, they also tried to bring it back, and they did like the Extreme Ghostbusters cartoon, which, uh, take it or leave it, they had another one or two different episodes, or spin-off cartoons that they tried with, and I wasn't a big fan of them either. Granted, I didn't watch much of them either, to be honest, so I can't really judge either way.
1: What about any of the games? Like, I I myself, I spent a good year and a half playing the uh, GPS Um, ghostbuster game where you went out throughout the city and actually
0: hunted oh the uh pokemon go like one The pokemon go like one uh that one was good um any of the ones for like the normal nintendo and that kind of thing they're notoriously bad um some people would say no they're not bad they're just hard but you know whoever which way you want to go with that one um they came out with a ghostbusters video game Uh, I believe it was originally for, like, the 360 era. And I think I originally had it for the Wii, if I'm not mistaken. But um, that one is absolutely amazing. If you want an homage to the Ghostbusters in video game form, you find that one. Because, like, oh, the, the member berries that they set off, you know, in the first level or level or two you're fighting the Stay puff marshmallow man as he's walking up the building and you're shooting down at him as they hold on to you kind of thing like it's so well done you leave scorch marks everywhere you go you know um
1: now there was another ghost that made a reappearance in afterlife eh which one the state
0: puff marshmallow Stay Pu- man well, actually you're... a lot of state puff marshmallow man well you can't have it without him right
2: that was my favorite part <laughs>
0: The baby marshmallows. Oh yeah, that was. God, hilarious. they're so sadistic. Like watching what they do to each other, and it's like <laughs> it was so funny. Zero fucks given. Like the one's on fire, and he's happy about it. Oh, I know, right? You know, he's like, "Oh, look! I just harpooned three of my brothers with a skewer, and they're they're having a great time." Like, wh- what kind of sick little weirdos are these?
2: I know, right? And then Paul Rudd's character meets him and he's just like, he gets bitten by one, and then he's just like.
0: But the first little cute yawn. My daughter was almost crying with how cute that was. She's like, oh, my God, Daddy, that's so adorable. I'm like, yeah, just give it a second. They'll they'll be harpooning each other and waffle maker each other. And Even
2: at the end, when they were fighting them at the end, they were vicious little things. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they were almost worse than gremlins. Small dog syndrome. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, And how do you defeat something that destroys itself and loves it? You know, <laughs> that's a... at one point you could actually order Stay puff marshmallows. They were infused with caffeine. Yeah. I
2: think I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know if you can anymore, but at one time they were a thing.
2: I dressed up as one for Halloween.
0: St- yes, you did. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't the year that I did my Ghostbuster, though, was it? No, No. 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 But I remember the costume it was one of those inflatable deals.
2: Yeah, that was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, some of those are really great. Some of those inflatable oh, things. Oh uh, yeah,
2: the the skeleton. skeleton. Yes.
0: When I made my proton pack for that first Halloween party, oh Sarah, I thought she was going to kill me because I had uh, I, I, building I, supplies on the floor for like three months. I still so I, I
1: feel so bad at times from that first one because I shed it over all of the furniture. <laughs>
0: Oh man! Yeah, fun fur. Yeah, you were the witch doctor that year, weren't you? Yeah, with all the fun fur and the different skins and stuff that were all fake because we don't kill things on purpose. You know, for one night you're gonna kill a fox. Why? You know that that doesn't make sense. So yeah. Um. Then when Ghostbusters two came out as a kid, I was like, okay, yeah. Now I'm old enough to you know really understand what's going on and that's when i'm like oh these guys got serious because the goo alone was scary it coming out of all these different taps and stuff like that they'll be like if you can't get away that's freaking freaky i uh, i
1: think i think for me you're right one of the scariest parts is the scene uh where they're looking at the river in the subway the the slime river yeah
2: it, yeah that that was a really good scene and then you see it, all the goo coming out like, like matt said like every all the apartments, people were turning their water on their showers or yeah. whatever right and
0: back then there wasn't this great big technology to do effects like that but they did it anyways so it was you know saying something it was probably all like you know just on a giant syringe and they just pushed it through the taps or something but j-e-l-l-o yeah yeah oh so good
2: yeah, and, of course, we already talked about the picture being, like... Super freaky, yeah. Super creepy.
0: What'd you guys think about the guy who played the little minion for him, the, uh, the... Hello, Dana, I'm happy um, to see I you. I know him guy. from other character. from...
1: Uh, yeah. He, he's pretty much typecast in that character a lot, right? Oh, he creeped me out himself. Um, uh, and I... And I do find him creepy, because, you know, the role he's playing is the...
0: How are you in the baby? Kisser,
1: right? Right, but um, uh, there are some movies that he's in where he actually plays a full-on villain, and if you think that's creepy when he's playing a full-on villain, he he can do that really, really well. Fast. Then,
0: then they like CGI'd him or superimposed him into that uh the nanny kind of um um you know like the old nanny with the the buggy and when he came to pick up the baby, but he was a ghost, right? He was part ghost, part himself, and it had like. His face mixed with an old nanny, but he was dressed in a dress and had a... Uh, what do they call it? A pram or a... Or... Kind of an image of a possession. Yeah, yeah, and, and that creeped the crap out of me, right? Because like, they started to get really good with their ghost things. Like Even just when I first saw Slimer go through the wall, I sat down for days trying to figure out how the hell... Could they possibly do that? And now, being older, you can sit down and listen to different things about how they made that effect, how it was, you know, they clipped it here and they cut it there, and then they made it so that the thing could just, like, ooze. And Yeah. Oh, man, the effects. The effects. This is, like, I would find it on the same level as Jurassic Park was for dinosaurs, but for ghosts and that kind of thing, right?
2: Yeah, and there will never be, like, another Ghostbusters franchise like
0: this right that amazing no yeah, no no I mean, we, nothing's
1: gonna come close to it
0: nowadays we've seen it all ar- already and
1: one of those things to say about the 80s see when it comes to movies the 80s really was the decade of ghosts yeah right? poltergeist all the well those movies ghost itself comes out in the 80s
0: well and then we go into the 90s and everything's about gross and slime and snot and sneezes and you know Demon. and demons and all that kind of stuff but yeah uh, some of the ghost toys were creepy. At least well. we finally got out of the slashers of the 80s. Yeah. One of the toys I had as a kid was a toilet. And he had wheels, and as you pushed him along, the, the top of the bowl would reveal his eyes underneath, and the bowl would open, and he's got this great big tongue and teeth and stuff like that. And they had some messed up, messed up. like They had football players that split in half, and they had great big mouths and stuff. Half the stuff from the cartoons were scarier than the stuff that was in the movie. And that was probably because we couldn't handle it if we saw it real.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. But yeah, it makes it more entertaining, that's for sure.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Like, one of my favorite episodes from the cartoon was when they were investigating the gremlins and stuff like that. Not even, like, the gremlin movies, but, like, the... Uh, like, the World War Two tinker-with-your-airplane kind of gremlins, right? Like... Yeah, the creature itself, not not the ones that you know can't be fed after midnight or get wet. Not those ones. The other ones, not Mogwai. Not Mogwai. No, which is what my mom's Shih Tzu's nickname was for the longest time, Mogwai, because she looked like a, she looked like um, was it Gizmo? Yeah.
2: Did you know that Disney Plus is gonna do a series like of that?
0: Ghostbusters? No. Oh, um, of Gremlins.
2: Yeah, Gremlins.
1: Well Well, I've gotta give them credit. They've done a pretty good one on Chucky. And evidently season two's
0: about to start. Oh, I'm not a big Chucky guy, so I wouldn't know.
2: I love that series. It was so good. Devin Sawa. Yeah, yeah, no
0: Devin Sawa, the kid that played Casper.
2: Yeah, he's not Casper anymore. Oh god. He's he's a MMA fighter. Really? He, he's ripped. Like he's, Really? Yeah. And he's I think he's like, I think he's like 44 or 45. He's not, he's, he's 40. But he played like two characters in the Chucky film, in yeah. series.
1: And he's come back right, so to recreate it, basically, to recreate it. He, he's playing the role of the first child, right, again, in the series?
2: No, I don't think he's back in the second season. In the second season? No, he only did like the first two seasons the first season that's it so
0: what did you guys think about muncher did you need a new slimer or like did muncher feel forced yes i
1: did need a new slimer yeah um and that's only because slimer and especially through the cartoon right became such an iconic character right and through the toy line and everything right um uh they to bring back that same character um wouldn't have worked into the storyline. And to have changed that character wouldn't have worked to the fan base. But was so, Slimer
0: in the new one? I can't no, remember. No, no, he's
1: not. It's Muncher. Yeah, and certainly, you know, I know, I, it's never said, but I always figured it was a child of his, right?
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, that would be my guess, too. Or it was like the next generation of Slimer, right? right. Yeah. 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 And they needed something like that in there for it to go with what they're doing now right yeah
1: because slimer became such a friendly comedic ghost in the cartoon right we needed something that had the um scariness that slimer had in the original movie which he doesn't have even in the second movie right was he in the second movie at all i don't remember uh i think he's in the background but he's just you know he's one of those ghosts that they don't put in containment he just like clings the firehouse.
2: right yeah. okay yeah no like he's always eating in the background or something yeah. like that
1: yeah yeah i think yeah. he
0: goes oh you again or something in the second movie i can't remember and
1: that was the weird thing about slimer is that he couldn't be kept in containment he could always get out all right and i do believe that's actually mentioned in the second movie
2: oh okay that makes sense
0: there there was a reason to it, and I can't remember what it was. Something like he would... I don't know. I think he was... I think he's classified as one of the lowest types of spirits. So when he was in the containment uni- unit, he was actually being tortured by the other ones that were m- way bigger than he was, right? So somehow they ended up coming to an agreement that they were going to let this one just, like, chill out in the firehouse... And that's usually where you saw him in the cartoon. He was at the firehouse. There was a couple times he left, but a lot of the time he just stay at the firehouse. And that was mainly because they needed some kid, appear, kid appeal. Because it, it was a pretty serious show. So eventually it became like Slimer and the Ghostbusters. But,
1: but not just kid appeal. There, there's a lot of times where Slimer plays the role of catalyst and the fact that he's not noticed by other people who have come into the fire hall. And who accidentally revealed their intentions to Slimer, but not to anyone else, that type of thing. <coughs> so in a lot of ways, he did have other other roles in just plot devising.
0: Yeah. Um, The demon dogs were cool. I have one of those on my shelf. Uh, I like the fact that they were brought back. Actually, that's what got Egon in the very starting, was the demon dog coming back.
2: Yeah. I saw that.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure which one it was because one's the gatekeeper and then one's the key master, right? That was another thing, too. I'm so glad I was so young that I didn't realize that the gatekeeper and the key master actually had sex there. You know, but I was so young, I'm just like, oh, now that they're together, they made the dogs. And it's like, no, they actually did the nasty. Then they turned into the dogs. You know, uh,. Now, being older, you pick up on that kind of stuff, but... Do you think they'll go back to that... Fun times on the rooftop. Do you think they'll go back to that kind of risque with the Ghostbusters?
2: I could see it. I mean, I probably I don't think it's going to be as risque, but, I mean, they'll do some kind of stuff like that for sure.
0: Probably with the kids now becoming of age, it'll be easier, because doing it with children is just not acceptable.
1: And and it is a wonder where it's going to stay in the whole comedy slash horror line, too, right? Does it go more towards horror, or does it go more towards comedy, right? Uh, great. Now, you got to remember that a good horror has very uh, solid, comedic line going through it to yeah. tension break, right? Um, so they could actually make them more horrific.
0: I was actually pleased with how serious this one was it wasn't trying to be funny it was really just trying to pay respect to egon not being around until
1: we got to the mini marshmallow
0: yeah and then it was a cash grab but either way who doesn't love the mini marshmallow man well boys we are at an hour and three minutes give or take anything else you want to add about the ghostbusters what you liked what you didn't like i heard that uh Some film critics consider it one of the very few movies that are quote-unquote perfect in their execution, in their storylines, in their plot development, and in their growing as characters by the end of it, and everything else.
1: I don't know if I would say perfect, but I do say it's giving a good run. Um, uh, I would say that this is one of the ones that go into uh, sequel history as you know the sequel being better than the movies prior to it
0: yeah
2: yeah i agree i mean hopefully if they do another one it will be just as good as this one but it'll probably be like in a different mood i guess you could say because it's not really not going to be the tribute like this afterlife was but i mean it'll be more serious i think for like
1: whatever they're going to be doing yeah. certainly one of the things afterlife did do and i think did very very successfully was meld a new audience the younger kids with an older audience right so suddenly they've now and that's the beauty of the franchise continuing is they now have a a, a new audience base to grow up with the new franchises yeah. so they're probably going to be more directed as that age group grows up and less and less towards us old bogeys
0: which is okay with me i'm all right with it having a a new life i'm just glad they didn't reboot it like this isn't a reboot it's a continuation right and that i'm okay with like they're talking about rebooting one of the robocops uh and negating like
1: but sometimes and that's one of the problems with aging actors sometimes they just have to be rebooted um uh, the Star Trek reboot, for example, the original cast, there's only like half of them
0: still alive and but, a lot of uh, them can barely but, walk. But that's exactly it. Instead of seeing Kirk over again, I would have rather them just make another ship with another crew because then we're not even defacing what has already been.
1: Um, I don't know. Uh, I Wait. thought bringing I i, I actually uh, preferred um, in in the Star Trek universe it was just reboot it and give us you can make everything in the star trek that was old new again and the only thing we really didn't need done again was
0: another con storyline thank you very much that's what i mean like we we didn't need retellings of the same story in a new timeline i wanted a new ship stick it wherever you want in the timeline doesn't matter to me give me a new ship new adventure so that's why I actually do want Strange to... Strange kind of, New Worlds, yeah, man. I, I, I will
1: uh, I will sit here and I will like give it a thumbs up. Yeah. I have watched all 10 episodes, I believe there are. And, wow, I was impressed. And as a Star Trek
0: fan, not easy to do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening this far. And uh big thank you to Peter and Greg for coming out tonight and helping me explain how much I love this series and franchise and all the rest
1: and i got to talk
0: and peter got to talk he wasn't a studio audience
1: i, I- got to talk too <laughs> yeah
0: yeah we're not so busy when there's only three of us it's a it's a more chill chill time you know what i'm saying so who are you gonna call always the ghostbusters because most of the time mine goes straight to voicemail <laughs>